Good evening ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to the Plectroverse. I'm your host John Tron Davidson from Heavy Repping and I am here today with the fantastic John Luca of Twig Case Co. and Leaf Picks. John, thank you very much for joining me. Hey, thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. And I greatly appreciate your patience as this has taken us some time to organise, but we're both here now having a chat. No worries. I am flexible. <laughs> so I've heard. <laughs> Uh, now, for the people in the scene who perhaps haven't come across your stuff before, uh, and I know the history goes back many, many moons with this, um, but what is it that drew you into, firstly, ma- making picks at all, uh, and secondly, the materials and sort of procedures you've gone into with Leaf? Well, um, I guess um, uh, I had the I had the material laying around. Um, a lot of it just from the making phone cases out of rich light. Uh, so mm-hmm. I had a, I had a bunch of that stuff around and, uh, in the process of making the phone cases, I often had uh, little squares about t- two by two or give or take. And, um, and, uh, they were flat and I was like, okay, this is, you know, it's gotta be a guitar pick in here somewhere so uh after some cutting and filing and sanding and that i uh, just started making guitar picks from uh from the stuff and they uh they just were for me and i shared them with some friends and eventually they uh they convinced me to put them up on online because they were like these are great you know you should sell these and i was like really okay mm-hmm. that's uh <laughs> I was nice to be surprised by that. Yeah, well, you know, I was not really, uh, I was not really aware of the whole uh, boutique guitar pick uh, maker club out there. So uh, it was kind of a surprise when I started looking. Like, are other people doing this? And then, yeah, a lot of people are doing it. So. Yeah. I felt good I wasn't the first. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's very, you know, I've, I've mediated in the past and in my reviews that I'm a fan of your stuff. So if it hadn't been good, I wouldn't have said it was good. But it is, so that's fine. Uh, now, on the subject of this, and I must ask, because because your stuff is asymmetric, or the, the leaf and the ghost leaf are asymmetric, uh, I know you do obviously do 351s, and I've seen... Uh, or your variant of the 351, and I've seen your take on the 346 recently with the triangle stuff and your fantastic Vader job, which is wicked. Ah, yeah. What did you... But I'm I'm curious, especially somebody who's making picks now, what did you use before this for Uh, yourself? I was a diehard yellow Tortex guy. Um, I I just used that for everything. It just... I was a a pick is a pick is a pick kind of person. Um, but the yellows seem to be, that seemed to be my jam. I, uh, so I had, I had a bunch of those and yeah, when I started, when I started making them, um, and, and actually paid attention for once, um, I, I realized, wow, the pick actually makes a huge difference in your sound in your tone, your technique. Um, even your how good you are <laughs> yeah so so i was kind of i was like wow uh, this whole time i've just been kind of uh, whatever mac and cheese and then you know i had sushi and it suddenly wow i, I want to have more of this so because there's nothing wrong with mac and cheese let's nothing not, wrong with mac and know, cheese it's the old uh it's the old bottle of wine problem isn't it three pound wine is fine until you've had 40 pound wine <laughs> and you go back to the three pound wine and go mm. Yeah, it's a little... Um, but uh, I think it's cool that you t- undertook this journey, um, especially as there's a lot more wrapped up in this than somebody just knocking out quality picks. So I'd like you, if you can, to just kind of uh, talk a little bit about the whole sustainability aspect and why that's important to you and how that bleeds into the business as a whole and all the rest of it. Well, absolutely. Um <clears throat> Well, Richlight was uh, Richlight. The material was actually uh, chosen initially because um, my uh, my then business partner we we uh, 
we were trying to buy wood, like nice wood cases for our iPhones. Uh, this was back in like iPhone four days. Um, so the 2010, give or take. Um, and uh, we'd, we'd order these cases and, uh, and they would break like in in less than a week and it was and they're expensive you know they were you know they were nice nice cases but they just broke their wood you know they swelled they got loose they'd crack along the grain um all that so it was felt pretty wasteful and you know and nobody wants to throw good money after bad so um my friend uh, John Woodland, now of uh, Mastery Bridge, um, he was uh, he was designing a, a guitar for Jeff Tweedy that was going to use all FSC wood, which is uh, forest uh, forest. It's like Forestry Commission certified. Uh, yes, I'll remember it in a minute. Um, I can't remember the acronym, but that's that's. that's I said it, it a million times. It's it's gone now. But uh, but anyhow, they're. Uh, they're a organization that uh, that basically uh, does a chain of uh, custody of of wood from grove to product, and uh, Jeff Jeff Tweedy was very much into the idea of a sustainable sustainably built guitar, uh, mainly due to all the all the the nonsense that uh, was going on with uh, another guitar builder out there at the time with some uh, mm-hmm. endangered woods. So at that point, uh, John Woodland was uh, looking into uh, Rich Light for the the bridge and the, the fingerboard of the Martin guitar he was designing. And uh, he had a, a wood case on his phone, and uh, it was just starting to break, and he was like, you know, I should really use this Rich Light for a phone case. And so we, uh, he, he called me up and, uh, over, uh, over the space of a couple hours convinced me that it would be a fantastic idea to start an iPhone case company, um, which is, uh, you know, to my credit, I saw how crazy it was, but went along with it anyways. And, uh, <laughs> so we, we started making, uh, phone cases in, uh, in, uh, 2011 and, um, and then, from there, um, yeah, we had we had scrap bits and and rich light all over the place, all over the shop, and I started uh, I started knocking out uh, some guitar picks out of the <laughs> out of the scraps, just uh, in the uh, in the times when I wasn't doing all the uh, the phone case stuff. So, um, but yeah, the uh, you know one of the cool things about Richlight is that it's uh, over time it's biodegradable. You know, we we got plenty of plastic things out there, and um, so um, I feel good about that. If I if I drop a pick, um, it's eventually going to rejoin the the earth in a in a friendly manner. Um, but try don't drop don't drop your pick. That's uh, really yeah, don't the first, your pick. It's first rule of pick. First, yeah, first rule of pick club: don't drop stuff, especially if you're, especially if you're collecting hardcore things, and then you're not dropping, you know, a dollar. You're dropping thirty dollars, and you're lying awake at bed in bed at night trying to think where you put it. Um, now, on the subject of rich light, because I am a bit, I've prior to our um, discourse, uh, I've played a few rich light picks from a few people. And I've always enjoyed them because I love the idea. I do love the sustainable aspect. I love the, like what Howly Monkey do with Tagawa for the same reason and, and all that sort of thing because I think that's kind of the way it needs to go. Um, there is a lot of plastic out there and people are obviously were producing plastic for picks in much smaller amounts, but it's still, if there's an alternative, you know. So... I'm just curious, especially as somebody who's come from being a, a a stalwart of the the yellow Dunlop and playing Tortex, to now playing your own stuff in a completely different material. What's the and I don't normally get to ask this, but what did you notice changed? Wow, from going from that to this. <clears throat> well, um, 
the rich light picks um, and uh, and and the ghost for for that matter are a little stiffer. Um, so it did it did require a little bit of brain change in my in my guitar technique, but I noticed uh, immediately a lot more high end, a lot more chime, but not that without the kind of flappiness of a plastic pick um and depending on how hard or tightly you hold the pick you can get tones that you're really not going to get out of a plastic one like uh Mm -hmm. very a lot of high end or uh with some some muting in that uh just a nice round it felt like my guitar was finally speaking my language you know, instead of uh, instead of some uh, some mix, <laughs> some mix of stuff I don't quite understand. But uh, yeah, um, and then due to the the shape too, um, with the point, it uh, it rewards uh, it rewards accuracy. And it and it mm-hmm. and it kind of helps with accuracy, in my opinion. Um, I've heard it from other people too, but uh, um, yeah, it's an odd shape, and I think it uh, it takes a minute to get used to. But once once you kind of go, oh yeah, and this here and that, yeah, that uh, yeah, it, I don't. But I occasionally do, grab a yellow Tortex just to go like, how was it? How was it back in those days? And uh, I get it, <laughs> you know. I get it. Yeah. I'm like, I see yeah, yeah. what why I like this. And uh, for just bashing, mm-hmm. you know, I I think a Tortex is great for uh, for being a little more uh, mindful about what you're playing. I think uh, I think a um, handmade pick is kind of the way to go. So the big benefits I I found playing richly is from a practical sense I've been playing I've been playing this one pick that I got from someone for the last about year and a half um, and I use it mostly on the baritone because it's a big 7mm job but I've found that the wear resistance is excellent I mean it's way it's way better than you would get from nylon or delrin or polycarbonate and it's got more going on there's more like you say it's one of my favourite materials for acoustics especially when they're you know, you're floating around like what what the ghost leaf and the and the leaf are kind of knocking around the two two and a half mil sort of area, because there's a there's a there's a lot less. I guess it's the porosity of the material maybe, but it's like there's there is more top end, especially with points. But the more it wears in, you get this incredible. Because I I play a um I play a uh, like a J forty five style instrument. Um, but I've noticed that it's really good for kind of blooming things out. Like the release isn't the release isn't as hard as you would get from Altex. It's not as blunt as you get from Thermex Ultra. It's not as like chirpy as you would get from Galileth and and Kaysen and that sort of thing. So it's I think it's super cool. Um, now, on the subject of this, well, actually, uh, I was going to ask you uh, about something, but I'll I'll do that afterwards because I'm curious. Um, on your your obviously you play as well because we're having we've established that. But what was your your journey up to this and all your musical endeavors? Because I happen to have played that Jeff Tweedy. Um, we got we got one at work and uh, it's it's a very individual sounding guitar. I really liked it. It's kind of honky, but in a good way. Yeah, the mahogany definitely is its own creature. And that's my preferred, um, my preferred acoustic is a, is a full mahogany body, anything pretty much. Um, um, wow. Um, I guess I, uh, my, uh, so my music history, uh, well, I played in, uh, I played in, um, you know, your, uh, high school band and, and that. I, I've uh, uh, I played 
I played in a uh, band with uh, John Woodland for many years. Uh, we did the Twin Cities scene up pretty well. Um, and then I've, uh, I've, I've done, uh, done my share of, uh, covers and I, uh, here in this little town, I had a, uh, had an original band for about 10 years, which was kind of an odd place to do a original band in a small, not music centered town. Uh, but yeah. you know what necessity is the mother of invention i guess um but uh yeah and then i've actually i've done uh i've been playing drums quite a bit i play in a band right now uh and i'm the drummer which is uh just a fun gig and none of the Mm. none of the the pressures of being a guitarist which is it has its own but uh none of the guitar pressures which is a nice uh a nice uh change of pace and uh, that's yeah. actually got me thinking about uh, some drum accessories and and such, which uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll see. Maybe uh, um, hard to see, but oh, that's that sounds pretty cool, actually. Yeah, so uh, I've been playing guitar since uh, since I was about fourteen, uh, on and off. I am by no means a uh, virtuoso uh, guitar player. Um, I I do a lot of uh, songwriting. Um, chord I love I love chords. I love a good chord. Give me a diminished something or other, and I'm I'm uh, I'm a happy man. So, um, but yeah. So uh, you know, I I really like for me the uh, you know to be honest the the super thick picks. I'm still kind of getting used to that because that's not really my yeah i'm not a solo guitar player so um so it's uh i'm always i always want feedback from the people that i send out the thick picks to i'm like i make them so they work for me so i hope that they work for them and uh, um but yeah i mean if it's if it's a terrible pick you can just you can just tell I've made, you know, and yeah. on my Instagram, I have a, uh, just a little pile of reels of experiments. I've done just completely random things like making a pick out of a Lake Superior stone, um, a poker chip, this weird sandwich of, uh, two, uh, of, uh, of a hard sided pick with a soft, uh, creamy center. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So I've just, I I've been messing say, that's around. Not, that's not that crazy thing you sent me, was it? With the, the wood on one side, the rich light on the no, other side? No, uh, that, uh, that one's the uh, the Nature series. That's, uh, that's fab. I love that thing. Yeah, it's pr- it's pretty. It's super cool. It's pretty, and, it, yeah, uh, yeah. and it's actually a little more, even more grippy than uh, just rich light by itself, too, which is kind of yeah. cool, so... It is, it, it, yeah, it's it's really fab to like. It's in. I always find this thing with the, the thickness really interesting, because a lot of a lot of makers, which could you touched upon this, a lot of makers seem to favour a certain thickness as as you would right as players, but then it surprises me how many how many of you don't actually go up to the highest thicknesses you make, like Robert Hawke, he caps out for him. Picks end at one and a half mil, but he goes up to three mil. Oh, for his own Brock playing, from, for his own stuff, yeah. yeah. Brock from BHL doesn't use a pick at all. Yeah, He's a player. so it, you know, I mean, he did, but he doesn't know. I I do think it has something to do with like the 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 medium you're working in. You know, a lot of my rich light stock is like already thin. Uh, or thin it's in that two uh, two and a half mil area so mm. if i want something thinner i got to take it down um and then of course you know the stock rich light sizes um you know quarter quarter inch half inch all the way up to like a, i've got a big chunk like uh i think it's six inches thick um mm. <clears throat> 
which would be just ridiculous to make into a pick, but maybe <laughs> maybe some. Oh, just be, just bevel it and send it over, man. So. <laughs> Uh, but I'll yeah, work with it. it's, cool. it's uh, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, for me, I guess I've always favored a thinner pick, not super flappy thin, but you know, I've been kind of just, I've been kind of, uh, you know, the, the yellow Tortex has definitely, has definitely left its mark on me. You know, my, my, my stock, um, rich light pick is, uh, about, uh, 0.88, give or take. Um, you know, the ghost, it comes in in about, uh, a mil, just about, um, yeah. and then, and then now, I mean, I can make any, any thickness, but I sure do like those. So uh, I do like the thinner ones. <laughs> oh, no, it's interesting. It's interesting to me. Cause it's like, you know, you can, I know with rich light when it's coming in in different thicknesses, and it's the same thing with um, when you get Torlon or Vespol or any of this stuff. That it is, if you're if you're being given that medium within which to work, uh, then you know you go for what you're keen on, um, and then develop it out from there. On the subject of this, then seeing as we're talking about uh, seeing as we're talking about the whole rich light situation, how it's such a big focal point of Leaf and Twigcase. Um, for the people who don't know, what's the what is the sort of general process you go about cutting and shaping all your picks and phone cases and so on? Sure. Um, well, um, I have a laser engraver um, <clears throat> um, that I use that I've used for uh, for Twig Case Co for years and years and years. Uh, that I use to put the uh, the nice art on the on the iPhone cases. Um, so what I've been using that for is, um, you know, doing the, doing the logos. I'll usually use the, the laser to, uh, just burn an outline into whatever stock it is. And then, uh, I'll cut, cut it out by hand, um, on the bandsaw and then shape it with, uh, you know, a, sander until i get it right on the line and then and then from there it's it's a big uh it's a big bevel party um (laughs) it's just it's just a lot of uh it's a lot of sandpaper some some files um i've been a i've been a um uh a designer my whole life so uh, a graphic designer for the most part. <clears throat> yeah. So it is really easy. I guess, uh, it's easy for me to look at a pick and see if the bevel is, is, is correct. If it's centered that, um, uh, that's a skill that I, I completely, uh, think, you know, trying to place things on a piece of paper for 30 some years, um, getting things centered. Um, and uh, yeah, so so the sanding, the beveling, um, there's some there's some mild uh, polishing uh, in the case of the uh, the black bobbin pick, and I think I sent I believe I sent you one of those. Uh, yes, you did. That one is slightly different because that one goes through an additional polishing process. So the the tip of it, uh, the striking tip, and the edge are uh just super mirror polished which makes it uh even more slippery over the strings um Mm. i really like the effect of it it is there is a definite difference in it um it's a lot of work though so i kind of only do it for for shelby at black bottom or black bobbin Mm. but um um but yeah so so uh that yeah it's a it's it's a lot of handwork it's just it's a lot of handwork i i do spend quite a bit of time trying to um figure out ways to make more faster better you know um i have um 
which means that I just always I have picks in stock like all the time because I have mm. hundred, hundreds. I just went and bought tackle boxes to throw all my uh, all my half finished ones, and then they get finished for uh, when I when I get orders. I'll I'll finish them up then. But um, mm. but yeah, so. Um, but so far, uh, you, I can't use uh, rich light. Doesn't cut very well with a laser. It just kind of soaks it up, yeah. Uh, yeah. unless you got some industrial crazy laser, which I don't have. Um, so it is just you know cutting it out by hand, shaping it by hand, beveling by hand. Mm. Um, yeah, and then each one is kissed by a kitten before it. Uh, goes out the door so. <laughs> you know I could definitely feel that when I got the first ones through I thought this feels very feels like there's been a cat involved um, it's, got the, it's a feline <laughs> as I said. Uh, now something I did uh, well something else basically is that um, there was there's often confusion in our community about materials and materials origin and what is that and because a lot of people are just used to your staples nylon nylon and delrin fine celluloid absolutely altex you're starting to wander into the realms a little bit not amongst our kind but amongst the general public and when, as soon as you hit polycarbonate and uhmwp you've lost everybody um but the good thing is is that everybody knows that those are plastic. So can you, for the benefit of our listeners, explain a bit about Richlight itself and what it is? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Richlight is... Uh, Richlight's made up of uh, dozens of sheets of very thin paper, uh, primarily made of uh, eucalyptus and... and uh, is it uh, birch, I believe? Um, super thin. They they lay it up. Um, then they use a uh, they they soak it in resin and then they put it in a press, heated press, and and smash it. Um, I'm not exactly sure how long it takes to make uh, make a sheet, but um, but that's uh, that's basically it. Um, the, uh, hmm. the process is, uh, is, uh, carbon neutral if, if not carbon negative at this point, I know they've, they've been making strides into, uh, to making it as sustainable as possible. And so just like, uh, just like a plywood, you know, you take a, uh, you take a bunch of sheets of thin wood that would break or bend, glue them together. Hmm. You take a bunch of thin sheets of paper and uh and um put them together with with their uh with their resin and it's uh it's it's pretty tough stuff because it's used for bar tops and skate ramps and cutting boards and all sorts of things any x games thing you see that's all that's all rich light that's all uh another uh company that just does uh the skate ramps called skate skate light um mm. And then uh, the the uh, another huge use is uh, Epicurean cutting boards, cutting surfaces. As you can imagine, I have a few of those. Uh, they've lasted yeah. just forever. My distributor in Duluth actually, uh, for the most part, uh, sells Rich Light for uh, building cladding because it's just uh, yeah. it'll take it'll take yeah. sun all day long and and that. So that's uh, it's it's super durable stuff. It's crazy crazy stuff yeah i mean i remember there was a period where i know sigma still do it where they make the fingerboards out of uh, they make the fingerboards on a lot of their guitars out of actually yeah gibson did it for quite a long time as well i think the problem with ebony which uh, you know rich lights used to replace a lot of the time or as an alternative let's say but the problem with ebony is it dries out quite a lot Mm -hmm. um and i've been warned because i have three custom jobs with ebony boards ah. I've got to oil them every time I do a string change because otherwise you know it creeps Richlight doesn't have that 
you know, you get those lovely big brown streaks in, in ebony sometimes, kind of caramelly looking thing. Oh yeah, and it's more it's more consistent. But I reckon it's probably, I reckon rich light's probably more stable compared to it is actual wood because it doesn't have a grain. Huge, hugely, hugely stable compared to wood. Um, you know, it will it does respond to uh, to humidity. Um, this was actually kind of news to Ridge Light themselves because when we were making our our first uh, Ridge Light cases, it was just mm-hmm. they were made out of a block of Ridge Light and they were just milled out to fit an iPhone. Oh, so you just <coughs> kind of scooped them? Yeah, it was a pocket. Sure. Oh, right. right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and it, and it would slide on. But if you, uh, you know, I live in Minnesota, which is pretty humid in the in the in the summer and pretty dry in the winter and uh so and, and we started production um in the winter and i remember that first summer um there was there was just a tiny tiny change in uh in it but nowhere near wood at all um mm. you know and and uh things like if it dries out you know, rich light. Well, okay, I'm dry now. Whatever. Uh, wood. You're gonna. You're gonna get cracks. You're gonna. You know. You're gonna get all that stuff. So. So it's got really good memory as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's one of the things we notice, and this part of the this part of the southwest of England is very damp. Ah. Yeah. That really, because it's we're on we're on like a little tiny narrow strip. You know, in in. The ocean. There's, there's <laughs> not like being in. It's even in London, which is on the coast, it's still more built up with land, and nearly every acoustic we get coming into work is domed. Oh yeah, behind the bridge because it's just so common, you know. But I was interested to know because I I can't think off the top of my head if anybody's done. I know it's in fingerboards a lot, but I don't think anybody's done a rich light body. Uh, not an acoustic, but uh, there's there's quite a few. Oh, it's Aristides. I understand. Do the who do all the big eight string fan frets and all that sort of stuff. They make their bodies out richly. Are they? Are they? They're solid, right? Oh yeah. yeah. I haven't I haven't oh, seen an acoustic with a rich light top as of yet. I I suspect no, it. I haven't seen that. It it might work, but uh, there'd probably be a pretty top endy sounding guitar <laughs> is it i mean is it is it resonant as as woods go cuz i know it's tough but i mean that's two different it is it me. is um i think i wonder if i've even got a piece like uh, i don't have anything within arms reach but yeah you can you definitely get a a tap tone you know most of my stock i have cut uh just to for my purposes about uh just under half a sheet of paper, give or take, like a mm-hmm. three quarters of a sheet of paper, uh, and that definitely has a home to it when you uh, when you knock on it. It's, mm. it's pleasant. I'm sure it. Uh, I'm sure it. Um, it's. I think just because it's so dense, you know, it's mm. nice dense stuff, and it's always the same. Uh, always the same density, so. It's very predictable. That's a very interesting point, actually, where we're talking about this. There's a lot of things I've thought... Because I've always thought about it as a laminate. Yeah. If you think about it not as... Because it's not a plastic, but if you think about it from a wood behaviour point of view, and you think about it in the context of wood, then... Because one of the big things with wood picks, as I'm sure you're aware, is the fact that with a lot of wood picks, they do... It's because they've got grain. And once you're into that... Carbon fibre's the same. Once you're into that weave... It's just shedding left, right, and center. Mm-hmm. And this, I got a lot of time for wood picks, particularly ebony and you know gaboon ebony and things like that. But like, the one of the biggest biggest issues is wear. But richly, from my experience, seems to be way tougher. But I guess that's because there is no grain. Yeah, it's it's a weird uh, setup because the grain, you know, there there is a grain. It's just that it's like sort of infinite and flat instead of little. <laughs> lines next to each other um so yeah it's you know i've i've worn out my share of uh of rich light picks at 
at this point and um yeah i i've you know i made some wood ones and they were just gone and not long <laughs> it was like well you were nice bye now um yeah <laughs> but yeah that's a i'd i'd say that's the that's the nice thing about the uh the the nature picks uh nature series is that they're you know they've got a little bit of wood so you get that you get that feel and uh certainly the look and it, there is like a tiny bit of a tonal difference between the sides the rich light on the one side and the walnut or bamboo on the other side but <clears throat> that might be splitting splitting hairs that have already been split you know i mean if my my belief in this is like if the difference between if the difference between your your last sound and your current sound is one percent that's still the difference between 99 and 100 if that gets you a little bit closer to what you were trying to do that's fine there's uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm very much an extremist uh <laughs> Now I want to ask you about your uh, well. Actually, this this is kind of like the the cardinal the two cardinal questions really. Um, firstly, if somebody was if somebody was coming to you, and I'm always asking makers this, but if if you are if somebody's coming to uh, Leaf as a company, and they say to you, right, of all the things you make, what is the thing that is the most typical? and most representative of Leaf as a company and as an ethos. Of all the models you've got currently, what would you choose? Oh, I'd say that it's definitely the the original black rich light Leaf pick. Uh, the Leaf shape. It's iconic of, uh, of my company, being that the, the shape actually originally came from the Twig Case Co. logo. So, you know, which is an odd, like, well, this would make a good pick maybe and then wow it does it makes a really good pick <laughs> um so i'd say i'd say that's probably the most representative of uh of the stuff i make it was i i labored over that logo for a good couple months trying to get it mm. right and uh and that and then you know it's kind of serendipitous that it would go on to be uh, an actual product in itself so yeah and this is quite quite a weird thing as well. Yeah. I, when I when I read about that in uh, in the article you sent me, um, I was I looked at the logo and I thought, oh, it looks like this loop down here, and that's what's that's what's formed it because there's a lineage between those two things. Um, but while we're on the subject of models and that, and just actually this kind of ties into the question after, but. It, during the the sort of genesis of this period, because obviously the leak leaf came after twig case. Um. So, what was the sort of watershed moment for you with leaf when you were like, okay, this is a thing. It's not just something I'm doing because I'm doing it. Well, I I uh, I am cursed with when I start doing something, I kind of go at it with all twelve cylinders on fire and uh so when i decided i was all right i'm gonna try making guitar picks and selling guitar picks i made hundreds of guitar picks hundreds and hundreds um <clears throat> and it was before i really knew you know exactly what what the heck i was gonna do to make it a you know to make it feasible uh you know, just from a business standpoint, but, uh, yeah, I just, I made a lot of guitar picks and experimented with a zillion different ways of how to complete them, you know, from, yeah, from different sanding techniques to files, to, uh, grinders, to all sorts of everything. Um, and then I kind of narrowed it down and, and uh and got a few you know i i don't make a ton of styles it was kind of uh you know like the triangle here this i made i made the these to give to buddy guy i wasn't gonna yeah, i was gonna ask you lastly <laughs> i was like mmm. like how many people play these triangles and i look up buddy guy and i'm like oh well he does okay well i'll make some for him um but uh but yeah, so I kept it. I kept it kind of simple, 
at first I just had I had the the rich light I had the I believe I came out with the ghost not long after that um, and just kind of tried to perfect making a lot of picks uh, perfectly and I think I got mm. that I think I got that pretty dialed in but you know every every pick I'm like mm, what if I did this what if I did this um, but um, so that's still always in the in the forefront of my brain is how can I improve this process um, and just mm. I, and I'm I'm used to that just because uh, you know I've made thousands and thousands of iPhone cases over the over the years you know which is another thing that's like here's here's what you're making it should be like this how can you make it be like this faster cheaper better you know um mm. so and i mean you know i love i love making guitar picks my dad uh is a is an avid fly fisherman and he he ties uh he ties his own flies and has since mm. i was a baby um and he uh he showed me how to do that uh when i was a kid um and so he's got a little he's got a little shop in his house where he's still uh in his uh getting up there in the 70s still uh he's still making uh fly fishing flies like couple hours a day and i'm like dad you and i are uh we're, we're sitting in our shops you know doing this with little little bits <laughs> we're making little bits for other people he's like oh yeah okay i may have uh, i may have lost your question there somewhere in my ramble <laughs> <laughs> well he's getting a little nostalgic here well that, that to be honest that's kind of where i was that's kind of where i was leading because i'm always interested to know this is a big labor Right, nobody gets into the pit game and says, "Oh yeah, this took me two seconds and I got everything right first time." Especially if you're hand shaping, um, and even to be honest, back in the days when they were still cutting everything by hammer die, uh, I'm sure I've got a few examples of things not going quite according to plan. Um, but at the end of it, though, you know, you've got these, and. Uh, you've done all this work and you've done all this development and you've done, you know, so and so forth and had this bond thing with your father and all the rest of it. But what's the, and obviously the company has been running for a period of time, but what's, what's been the most rewarding thing about it from a pick for, especially from the pick point of view, if you're putting it in the hands of other musicians and all that. Yeah. Just getting, getting feedback from, from guitar players that, uh, that I meet and, you know, respect and, you know, they're 99.9% of the times way better than I <laughs> playing guitar. So seeing them, uh, um, and their craft. And then, you know, I have, um, a tiny, uh, hand in it. That's, that's pretty cool. Um, you know, my, uh, my friend who runs, uh, mastery bridge, John Woodland, he, uh, you know, his, his bridges are on almost every jazz master that you see out there on TV, touring musicians, all that. And, um, I used to, I used to send him, uh, pictures. I'm like, Hey, look, who's using your bridge. I don't anymore. Cause it's just like, yeah. Everyone is um, <laughs> is an amazing bridge, but yeah, I mean, I I don't I don't know that this is necessarily uh, scalable in the in the same way, but um, you know, I I guess my my idea behind Leaf was to get um, really good picks in the hands of as many people as I could, um, and uh, so. You know, it, it goes back to, um, you know, cleaning up your process, just making it as efficient as, as possible. You know, there is, I mean, you know, I, I think pe I think people in general want to think of you as, uh, 
you know, the, uh, the, the bearded hipster guy in a, in a dark workshop, uh, barn out in Amish country with a, with a apron on, you know, slowly carving away. But I'm like, you know, that's, I mean, there's, there's a certain loveliness to that, but, um, I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily want my stuff to be just that exclusive. I want it to be used and played and out there and, and that, you know, yeah, I may have rambled on again. <laughs> no, that's, that's I have a tendency. Here in the this end. It's okay. You're in good company. I've got an egg timer on my desk, so I don't do the same thing, but there's a reason there is an egg timer. <laughs> Let's just say that. Um, now this is my, my sort of final missive for you. Um, because I'm very curious. Uh, you're doing all this development, you're going along, and you're always refining your process and everything. You've talked about doing thicker stuff, please, if you fancy it. Um, but have you got anything cool lined up, exciting stuff on the horizon for Leaf over the coming sort of 12 months or so? Well, um, I I think uh, with the with the, tri- the triangle making these... Uh, I am gonna I'm gonna put these up on the on the shop. Um, I I played I played it myself and it, it passed the the me test. <laughs> so I was so I was like, all right, I'll I'll put these up. We'll see how this goes. Um, the the Vader pick uh, here is uh, the shape is actually uh, is is a great shape. It just it it fits nice. It's more of yeah. a it's more of a a brutal uh, thing. Yeah, but you can sure. I mean it's a big you know it's a big dude. So but uh, I am gonna experiment a little bit more with uh, with some shapes. I'll probably I'll probably go uh, in a little more uh, vintage direction. Mm. Um, so and and. And I am always looking for suggestions as to what to do because, you know, uh, one guitar player they're gonna they're gonna be like I like the standard. That's all I like. This is what I play. This is it. I have no opinion about any other thing other than it's not that. So I don't want it. Um, so feedback is super. <laughs> feedback is super important. Um, I've gotten great feedback about the the leaf shape um i think guitarists are are um, intrigued by the just how it fits in your hand um mm. and you know so everyone that's gotten one has just been like oh this is this is really cool um but yeah so uh some new shapes there's a there's maybe a material or two I'm thinking about messing around with. Um, I'm not quite sure what yet. Um, and then, uh, there might be a, uh, yeah, there might, there might be a drum related thing, which would suddenly make leaf picks, um, misnamed somewhat <laughs> but uh um and then there's uh yeah there's a i guess there's a couple of secret projects that i i don't i i really have just started uh kind of putting it together um but musically uh definitely music focus no doubt about that, but um, um, I, could pro- I could probably show show you on uh, f- after. Well, the- we'll have <laughs> we'll have a chat. We'll have a chat on the quiet. That'll be dandy. I won't tell anyone. I promise. I'll sign my NDA. Um, right. Well, it's it's been a genuine pleasure um, having you on, John. Really, and uh, it's been nice because this is the first time we've actually spoken to each other, which is um, which is actually pretty cool uh and i've got your i've got my leaf pick here well well hammered this one um 
and I do spread my I do spread my choices out. So the fact that that's had so much use, <laughs> tell you something. I I am um, uh, I am honored to be in uh, in your roster. That's for sure. That uh, that was I I saw I kept seeing a leaf pick in uh, in your Instagram post. I was like, how his how is he not on to some other of his ten thousand picks? Well, it's because the, the the really interesting thing, and I'll impart this to everybody, seeing as we're we're still got the red light on. The thing that's interesting to me, right, is that I do have thousands of picks. Yes, however, uh, I am always excited and have always been excited by new stuff, and I'm always on the quest to refine what I'm doing with my pedals and my guitars. You know, and I managed to sort the guitars out a few years ago with my Odessas. I've got three. I've not had really any interest in other electrics since because I had to work all that out and say, what do I really want it to do? And so with picks, there are things that I come, there are companies and makers that I come to time and again, um, or there are specific models from specific makers that come back or certain materials, whatever, but not everybody handles the same materials the same way. Um, and when I find something that, when I find something to me that feels like an, it feels like an event and makes me want to do things, that's when it sticks around. So Ace Performance Force pushes like that, Your Leaf is like that, um, the Mean Tone stuff, Kelly Nonis's stuff. It's just that's what works for me personally, and so I'm always open to everything, uh, because that's the whole point of what I do. And it came along, I thought it'd be good. And it was. <laughs> if it hadn't been good, I just wouldn't be talking about it. So, you know, you've done the good work, man. You can't really say it much more than that. Right on. Um, well, thank you. Oh, it's thank you for doing the work. Uh, well, on that very note, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I shall bid you all farewell from myself and my wonderful guest. John, thank you very much for joining me. Oh, thank uh, you very much for having me on. That's Absolute pleasure. And I shall put links to Leaf and all of its sundry... Uh, activities down in the description but uh, in the meantime my name is john john davidson this is welcome to the plot traverse the heavy ripping podcast i hope you're all doing grand and i shall see you soon so remember if you're not sure what to do in life rep hard rep heavy do the thing